Hello and welcome to your daily dose of commentary. Today we start with the topic, the content aggregation epidemic. Is the internet dead? So my mod Lee just alerted me to something that happened on Twitter. This account, Historic Vids, tweeted out this short video, 15 seconds. I know of this account because I have them blocked because I don't like these content aggregation accounts that are probably run by bots anyway. This is a 15 second clip that has no sound. The prompt here is, the Kazakhstan language sounds like a diesel engine trying to start in winter. So the video can't showcase what was meant to be interesting about it because it doesn't have sound, but it still has 24,000 likes. It is possible some people liked it because of how absurd the situation is, but it would have had to have gotten a significant amount of likes for this to be noteworthy. I think actually I've seen this original clip somewhere. Again, highlighting that these fucking accounts are just content aggregators. They don't make anything themselves. Here's another account posting what the actual clip is. Yeah, so I've seen this before. And so the question is, why does this have 20 plus thousand likes if it couldn't even showcase what it was trying to showcase? And so this prevailing theory from Genghis Kanye, dead internet theory. The dead internet theory is an online conspiracy theory that asserts that the internet now consists mainly of bot activity and automatically generated content that is manipulated by algorithmic curation, marginalizing organic human activity. Not to speak on that theory, but it's also just possible that historic vids bots all their posts. Like this post an hour ago has 9,000 likes. Is that really organic engagement? This has 34,000 in one hour? 14,000 in two hours? It's possible that they've just paid someone, you know, a couple of shekels to boost this stuff. And so the 20,000 likes just came from bots and it wasn't necessarily uh, Twitter's algorithm doing this, but some third party. I think it's more likely. I mean, Instagram has been doing it for years. Bot accounts buy bots to comment on their posts. Yeah, I think it's more likely. What I'm saying is I don't think the Twitter algorithm organically served this clip to bots on the platform. And those bots were like, oh, interesting thing. Press like, you know. Speaking of content aggregators, this clip from the scumbag dad I saw on Twitter fairly recently, 43 seconds. Again, don't normally just like playing clips, but it is a small clip of a, a large conversation. Barstool Sports and Lad Bible have hit me up a dozen times. And I just say, look, give me some money. And they're like, now nah, we're not authorized for that. Why not? There's an ad playing right under my video on your channel. You mean to tell me you can't spare 50 bucks, 100 bucks? And the truth is they don't need to. They can just move on to the next influencer. They can move on to somebody without as much social media knowledge and just keep taking and taking and taking. All of these groups, whether you like them or not, not take from others under the guise of curation and they make astounding profits because they don't need to take any time making the work and the audience being inherently lazy doesn't care they'd rather just sign on to a website that gives them the funniest stuff ever even if that website only pays a paltry sum to the influencers so obviously this commentary not only true of the content aggregating accounts but also true of reactors so my reactors will say, look, if, if a person reach out, reaches out to me and says, hey, I don't want you to repost my stuff anymore, I won't. That's totally fine. Of course, they say that and stop doing that because they don't want to get in trouble. But they know they can just move on to the next group. They can move on to the next person who's unknowing about this stuff or a person who's been deluded into thinking that promoting or um, propping up these content aggregators is in their best interest. People who sincerely believe we can just get Asmongold uploading a thousand videos a day, oh boy, then everyone else will be better off is, is nonsense of course right but they don't need to pay 
They don't need to be fair. They don't need to engage in partnerships. Don't need to get consent because at the end of the day, they can just move on to the next unpaid intern. As Hassan says, his, his favorite unpaid intern, his peasants in his empire. It's crazy to think Lad Bible came from posting hot women in 2013. I have started to, as we just saw before, just immediately block any of these accounts that just post random goddamn shit that they aggregate from all over the internet. I hate them. But obviously not enough people do that or they wouldn't be successful in what they're doing. This stuff has become far too accepted. If you have not seen the material before and know you have something to add or to put a spin on something or change something or what have you, you shouldn't be using other people's stuff. There's a difference between raw reposting people's content and having seen the work before and knowing you can bring something new to the table to build upon something or put a spin on it. As I always say, most of my complaints about reaction content is at least in a large part to do with that often people are reacting to stuff they have never seen before. They have no fucking idea what's in the content. They don't know if they have something to add or if there's anything meaningful they, they can contribute. They're just doing it because it fills time. It is most effective to have done no research and to be ignorant of the material so that you can just produce as much as possible. If you have to spend that hour watching something that lasts an hour to find out if you actually have some meaningful way to transform the content, that's just wa waste of time, right? Gotta be as effective as possible. Gotta be as ignorant, as uninfor in, uh, uninformed as possible. Like there are videos that come out that I think are very good and have some relevance to me, but I just have nothing to add. I have no, nothing to spin. Like I, I have nothing to contribute. And so I just don't talk about them. For example, this video, Tom Scar's Guide to Plagiarism, The Summerton Scale, I thought was very good. Someone put up my ramble section. I watched it, I'm like, yeah, that's a really good video. And very much so mirrors a lot of my own thoughts on the ideas of plagiarism, but I have nothing to add. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not my ramble series. Like obviously if I reacted to this, I would have things to say during it. I would pause and go, here are my thoughts currently about what's going on. But by the, by the end of the video, nothing I would have said wouldn't have already been covered in a much better way by Tom. I would only know that by having first watched the material. And if I want to talk about plagiarism, I, I should make my own video about plagiarism, you know? Beautiful bot women keep commenting on my YouTube shorts. This is obviously an old story, but one that you can talk about forever. I say here on Twitter, I will believe AI is going to take over the world when YouTube's bot detecting system can see that the first seven comments on my short are obviously bots. And so it's seven profile pictures of women's asses and then the most generic com comments you can imagine. Your videos are interesting. I can't say nothing less than GOATS, bright and professional presentation and material, making your videos enjoyable to watch. A bunch of emojis. What was your first job? With every new video, you provide viewers with a unique creative experience. Thanks for the fresh perspective on content. Your work is really great. You make it better every time. Your videos are majestic. Your content is GOAT. Your videos are really fantastic. I can't say nothing less than GOATS. Okay, it's the same one as before. Each one having random emojis and stuff. I was somewhat making a joke. Because I do know that there can be legitimate reasons for letting these bot comments through in that YouTube could be waiting to do like a band wave to get rid of all these bots at once as opposed to um, potentially letting on that they're able to detect these bots causing the people who make the bots to change how the messages are presented to avoid potential detection. Because that's how most bot band waves are done. They're, they're done in waves rather than like a little bit at a time. Because if you do a little bit at a time, it just warns the, the bot creators like, oh, we're being detected, quickly change things. At the same time though, can this happen soon? Like the amount of bots that I'm receiving right now is the most I've ever received. I know we like the shit on Elon Musk about how he's definitely made Twitter worse, but it doesn't seem like any other platform is combating bots particularly well either. I'm getting a lot of bot comments right now. And it's just weird because at least with these, a six-year-old could look at this and go, yeah, those are polybots. 
Not that you really want a six-year-old looking at this kind of content, but that AI is maybe having trouble knocking him out. Clearly AI does have uh, potentially some additional way to go. Hassan's behavior boosts the views of my video criticizing him. So as you guys know, I made a video essay titled Reactors, the Professional Parasites. Still hasn't reached a million views, but it's, it's done pretty decently. Still gets quite a few views. It is the main video in the series, and it is therefore the one that I want people to watch most of all. But there is another video in this series that is competing with it in terms of viewership. And that's the video on Hassan specifically. Currently, the main video in this series has 850,000 views, and the Hassan one has 840,000 views. The Hassan video was, for the longest time, like half the views of the main video. But Hassan continues to have his facade drop and he continues to showcase the world that he is a terrible human being. So every time he does that, this video gets a small boost in views. So you can see here just a bang up, bang up, bang up, bang up, bang up. A small one over here too. Every single time people go, wait a second, Hassan is actually a horrible human being. A massive hypocrite who only cares about his wealth and power. Boo! Because <laughs> there is one video that perfectly proves that Hassan is an awful human being. And so I get a few more views on this. But as a person who more has an interest in combating React content than he does in combating Hassan, I would much rather my large video get that kind of recognition all the time. I would much rather every month or two another reactor blow up as a scumbag and, and, and th this get more views. Like, I don't like the idea that what was ultimately meant to be an addendum to this main video is going to end up more popular than it. Like, I don't think this video is as strong unless you've seen the original. I have people leave questions on this video that are answered in the most fullest way possible in the main video. And I, like, I just know, of course, they haven't watched it. And, and that it kind of sucks. It is funny watching this kind of race play out to see who's going to win. And I guess ultimately the Hassan video will eventually win. But there's so much of that original series that I would change if I could have predicted this this outcome, this this future. Or in, in many different respects, I would have changed it. You just you just never know how your work is going to be perceived, what weaknesses are going to be in us moving into the future. But So this is kind of funny, but also kind of sad. It's funny though, I do occasionally watch videos attempting to take down Hassan, and very rarely do they, they touch on the issues I presented in my video. Because a lot of the attacks that are against Hassan come from the right. Well, obviously, me being on the left, my complaints and concerns with Hassan are very, very different. Obviously, I do not like splitting politics in, in, into a binary in that way, but it is just simplified for communication. What does it mean when people say, I can't do something? So there was a TikTok that got a bit of traction, was reposted in a lot of different places, caused a bit of discussion. It's a minute long. From Temi here, reposting this. People so mad in the comment section of this TikTok, but she's so real for this. Has 160,000 likes. Something I'll never get, I'll literally never get, is when people are like, I can't cook. Like, what does that mean? Literally, what do you mean by that? Like, what does someone mean when they say that? If someone walked up to me and was like, make a chicken casserole, I couldn't just make a chicken casserole. But if they gave me a recipe, I could make a chicken casserole. Like, is it not just following a set of really fucking basic directions? Like, I don't get it. Like, do not just read it, follow basic directions and do it. Like, you might mess up a few steps or something, but if you're, like, past the second grade level, can you not just follow it? Like, it's not going to be perfect, but you're going to make something. Like, even if I'd never made anything in my life, I'd be confident that I could cook. If someone's like, can you cook? Like, 
Like, what do you mean you can't cook? Like, are you too young to use the oven? Like, I just don't get it. Maybe you don't have an oven. Fair. Maybe you maybe you don't want to cook. Also fair. But it doesn't mean you can't cook. Like, you can pay someone to cook. You can buy your meals. You can eat ramen. Like, whatever floats your boat. Whatever you need to do financially. But, like, to say, like, you can't cook, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Seeing this and the amount of positive response it got, I was like, do people not understand how language works? Is that the point we've reached now? I say to this, Often when people say, I can't do X, they are not saying they literally can't do something at all. They're saying they can't do something to meet a particular standard. I can't play golf means I suck at golf, not I literally can't hit a ball with a stick. When a person says, I can't draw, they're not saying that they literally are incapable of taking a pen or a pencil and putting a line on a page. They're saying that they can't draw to a particular standard. I can't draw. I can doodle something, but I, I wouldn't consider myself to be a person who had the capability to draw with any measure of proficiency. Obviously, everyone can't cook to the same degree of Gordon Ramsay, right? And it just, it's just strange to me how potentially, seemingly, hundreds of thousands of people are misunderstanding what people mean when they, when they say that. This is just a, a way that language works. It's how we communicate with each other. We're speaking figuratively. We're exaggerating something for effects. Hyperbole. And looking at this, you can guarantee <laughs> A lot of the people who had a problem with my original essay are the same people who do not understand why some people say that they can't cook. And that is not to say that everyone who had a problem with my original essay actually read it, because I'd be giving them too much credit. But you can guarantee that anyone who read that essay and actually had a problem with its content are the sort of people who are like, I don't understand why people say they can't draw. Like, like what do you mean you can't put a pen on a paper and move it? I don't understand. It would be interesting if the original poster of this was just posting it for the sake of bait and that they in the know, like they do understand, but they're just, you know, making a joke in this way. It's so hard to tell. Like when I make content, very frequently you will see me pretend to not understand something or misinterpret a word for comedic effects. That's, that's like one of my go-to jokes in any circumstance. And it could be this person was doing the same thing. But obviously the people who are supporting this message and liking and all that stuff. Obviously not all of them as a mass understand this minutiae of uh, how we communicate. But there are people that don't even try. That is the point. I don't think that's the point that this person is making. You could argue that there are people who overestimate the difficulties in cooking and are ultimately just saying that they can't cook. Potentially not even because of an overestimation, but because they're just lazy, as the person does say. As a person who failed to make a cake very well, I can say to you that I'm not proficient in cooking. That I could not make an even reasonably complicated meal from my head without instructions. And even if I had those instructions, there would be a reasonable chance that I would not succeed in creating something particularly delectable. In explaining how people communicate, one weird response I received was from this person, K. Kerrand, who said, Oh, so do you speak for everyone on Earth now? Which is a weird response because I said often people do this thing, not that everyone on Earth does this thing. But of course I had to update my bio to say that yes, I am a speaker for everyone on Earth and Earth has never had such an amazing representative before. As the speaker for Earth, I will represent you all fairly and justly moving into the future. I do think people should pay me many millions of dollars for this role. Where is my check? One person said that I should be uh, the president of Australia. To which I responded, turns out the position was vacant, so they let me have the job. And so I updated my bio to say, President of Australia. I love this meme where I update my bio based on my new jobs that I'm getting. Is President of Australia a step down from speaker for everyone on earth? I mean, Australia is pretty good. The joke here, by the way, is that Australia doesn't have a president, if you didn't know that. It, it has a prime minister. There is no, nor has there ever been a president of Australia. 
I'll be happy to be the first. People often contact me for life advice. So because I have my DMs open on Discord, I receive quite a wide variety of different messages. Some of high quality, some of low quality, some actually meaningful that I can contribute to and actually respond to, others just being complete nonsense of like hello or just some random meme or what have you. Captivating one kind of message that I receive, I tweeted this out. Hey streamer, you don't know anything about me, but I have a drastic life altering decision to make and I want you to tell me what I should do. Thanks. Like obviously you get those messages sometimes while actually streaming as well. People sometimes write me long narratives asking me for like the, the sage wisdom that you would only ask like your best friend for. And I feel bad when I don't respond and stuff, especially when people have clearly taken time or a lot of time to write these things to me. But uh, I, I can't respond to them all in part because it wouldn't be responsible to. One awkward thing happened though, is that under this, O-Ray TV said, damn bro. And I was wondering, lol, not you man, awkward coincidence. Or at least it wasn't specifically about him. Like of all the things that I've been messaged, his one was nowhere near on the top of the list of examples of that. But I think he messaged me about like, he was thinking about changing his content towards being more GTA focused. And he wanted to know whether that was a good decision or if it, he, if, I, if I think uh, like making GTA content is a good space to grow in, which at least has something to do with my expertise in a way. I guess that maybe could a little bit fit, but he was not the specific inspiration for what uh, <laughs> led me to tweet that out. Hey Matt, should I buy a pink or purple t-shirt? Man, that's, that's such a, that's, that's such a hard question to answer, man. I don't know, dude. My best piece of advice I can give you is to like the video and subscribe to the channel. Thank you for watching and I wish you all the best.